The presenting sponsor for On Education is Classcraft. We're excited to announce Classcraft's new story mode, which makes it easy for educators to harness the power of stories. Episodes 1 and 2 of Season 1 are ready for you and your students to play today, and it's completely free. To learn more about Classcraft and the new story mode, simply visit classcraft.com slash oneducation. If there's anything we get out of maybe some of these episodes is that we make people laugh for five minutes before they have to go back and, mm-hmm. you know, peel their kids off the walls. Friends, welcome to a special episode of On Education. We're going to call this On Education Presents. Hashtag thanks, Rona. I'm determined to make that a thing. Uh, Glenn and I are going to mix it up here a bit since the rest of the world is kind of already mixed up. We're going to ship out a short episode as many days as we can while we're off um, because there's nothing more soothing than the voice of Glenn Irvin Esquire in your ears. <laughs> that sounds so disturbing. Ain't that, ain't that right, Glenn? Ain't that right? I think so I, that's what my I'm, wife says, but I actually don't think that's what she said. <laughs> That was just something to say there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so I'm determined to start calling it Rona. Hmm. I saw that on here. You don't like that? You don't like Rona? It's, a, it's okay. <laughs> I hate calling it coronavirus. Yeah. Sounds so like not cool. Just call it the plague. Call it the plague. Imminent. <laughs> I don't know. The apocalypse. We call it the apocalypse. I shouldn't live. You, I shouldn't uh, laugh about that, but. It, yeah. No. You got to either laugh or you get to cry. One of Listen, the two. man, yeah. um, I, I'm, uh, you know, if there's anything we get out of maybe some of these episodes is that we make people laugh for five minutes before they have to go back and, mm-hmm. you know, peel their kids off the walls or whatever else their kids mm-hmm. are probably doing that they're not used to their kids doing because they're not used to their kids being home. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is constantly. a big deal. Yeah. Well, yeah. A, it's a whole new world. I think that uh, teachers are going to get a whole new you know, bit of recognition for dealing with kids constantly all day. Very, very possible. <laughs> I think, I think so. I think that's what's happening right now already. And it's only been a little while. It's only I been, mean, it's, it it's seems like Wednesday, man. It seems like it's been a long time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's only been, it hasn't been that long, you know, since we've been, yep. So Crazy. did you go grocery shopping and, and like stock up? Did you do any, did you do any, like emergency shopping? I'm curious. We tend to have a lot of things on hand. So we don't okay. we don't shop. I don't know. Like I was talking to my brother and he and he was he already knew that we had plenty of, you know, for example, toilet paper or whatever it might be, you know, mm-hmm. as he's visited before. Because when something is on sale, you know, at Target or whatever it might be, and they sell, you know, bulk loads of whatever it might be. Right. We just buy it because those crazy. are the because yeah. those are the things that we Especially know that we're perishable stuff that right? we're going to need previous yeah. to all of this happening. Yeah. So anyway, I have a lot of toilet paper. I probably shouldn't even say that out loud because that's probably like gold at the it's moment. The, so it's one of the new currencies. Yeah. So we did go shopping, obviously, and we did see the hysteria out there. And crazy. I hope that people are able to get the items that they that they need. Um, the grocery stores here were not, especially in this specific town, were not sold out or not crazy. Oh. You know, it was busier than 
than it normally would have been, but it wasn't yeah. like the pictures that I've seen from a lot of people where, yeah. you know, everything is empty or yeah, so we had a so whole empty row, giant rows of empty shelves in in specific spots where mm-hmm. you could see what they were buying. They were buying soup. They were buying uh, flour. The flour was the one that astounded me. The flour is funny, actually, and I tweeted about this because people don't bake. Like generally speaking, yeah, that was, hardly, that's hardly, hardly anyone bakes. So they're going to buy all this flour. I don't know what they're doing with it. They're, you know, because they're sure as hell not going to make bread in a couple weeks. They're going to, you know, bite the bullet and go out to the grocery store and buy mm-hmm. a loaf of bread because they're not making damn flour. They're not, they're not making bread. Hmm. Yeah. Like, they, they're going to realize, oh, I don't know how to make bread and I don't really want to do anything to do it so what am i supposed to do with all this flour i bought that's an interesting thing you know what what people go out and buy and uh (laughs) and then also the the big change of we heard some um some neighbors talking about having to feed their kids at lunch even at breakfast because our school serves both breakfast and lunch yeah and then having to go out and buy all of those items for them and they're not used to doing that. And even dinners where a lot of people go out to dinner quite often. Um, a lot of the restaurants here are obviously shut down and uh, you can get delivery, but yeah. you, but there's no, uh, you know, and any of the dining rooms are all closed. So it's a, it's a new strange reality. It's eerie out there. Uh, so weird. But in a way I did, we walked yesterday with the kids and I noticed a whole bunch more kids and you know we live where it's cold so uh yesterday it might have been like 34 and that's a really nice temperature for mm-hmm. for us at this time of year and we were outside going for a walk and we noticed kids playing in their yards like shooting baskets where we never had seen kids before oh, everybody so it's kind of brought people outside in a way, so people are going to think the opposite. They're going to think everybody's hoarded up and they're on their devices, etc. I saw yesterday the opposite. Parents playing with their kids outside, throwing balls around in 30-some degree temperatures because for us sure. that's warm. Yeah. Uh, and playing basketball, shooting hoops. We did the exact same thing. We were playing baseball, whatever. It, I was like, okay, this is – there is some. there are some positives we can take. I mean – as much as you can as far as doing those types of things. Um, and I've noticed that parents are connecting with their kids, you know, that they have to. <laughs> so so that actually leads into into what we think we might do for the next uh episodes while we're while we're doing these short episodes is I thought we we would share a feel good story we've come across on the internet, on the on the interwebs. Uh, every episode, um, if we can find one, uh, hopefully we can. I mean, uh, I have hopes for humanity in this coming apocalypse that we'll still uh, be able to treat each other nicely. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, uh, some sort of a hot tip or idea or something we've come across that uh, gives us something to do, something to think about, something to play around with, something to entertain our kids with. So I came across this article just today. Speaking of restaurants being closed, and I'll tell you, man, I've thought this for a long time, but listen, Jose Andreas is like one of the world's great people. Hmm. I, I've, I've believed this for a long time. Uh, you know, he was on the first flight to Puerto Rico after the hurricanes and started feeding people like instantly um setting up mobilizing cooking himself the guy is just like a you know he's a beast it's a beast 
and and you know so he has all these restaurants and they're amazing like fine dining restaurants and boom they've all been converted to soup kitchens for people to come and get food for free mm, so amazing like, i mean this guy we just don't deserve people like this he's he's a unbelievable person we'll put we'll put the um the link to the article in the show notes but i'll tell you um you know, Jose Andres is 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 the man, and this just reinforced it. I think a lot of, uh, you know, not only in our community because I want to say it's specifically in our community, but I think this is happening throughout the entire country where a lot of the restaurants know and understand that uh, a lot of our kids, one of their stable meals of the day was lunch at school, and they are serving yeah. lunch for free for any kids, which is amazing. And yeah. it's got to be like costly, you know, to do that, to be able to serve anybody that basically is under 18 can come and basically get a, a meal at lunch uh, in all of these different restaurants uh, that are specifically in our local communities. But I think it's happening throughout the entire country. Uh I would say the feel good, the other feel good moments are how schools are transitioning. I know you post some questions as far as on Twitter about this, about, you know, and some other people were concerned about this too, Mm -hmm. Uh, which rightly so, but a lot of people were really pushing it to the extreme. Like we weren't going to address these issues and schools step up to do these things. And this is the issue as far as kids being able to eat things. So these restaurants are stepping up. The schools basically have repurposed in our school district and neighboring school districts have repurposed some of our employees and basically not turned them into food service and food delivery lunches uh, to our students, which is amazing. Basically repurposing the buses, going and delivering the meals uh, and having those available for the kids. It's such a great idea. It's it's what we need to go ahead and be doing as far as addressing those issues, not only just the education, because a lot of people are talking about the education of our kids, but also um, making sure that they have food to, to eat. Um, my other feel-good moment was I had, I was, uh, had the opportunity to host a webinar mm-hmm. and Schoology was... Uh, let's say the host of it, you know, they, they, uh, they were the ones running it. And then I just spoke. And what was amazing is there was, uh, 3000 people signed up for the webinar and then thousands more now have watched it at some mm-hmm. point or another. And then hundreds of people, it's in the three hundreds now have emailed me to make connections from all over the world. So people from New Zealand, I've talked to somebody, uh, Europe, United States, of course, Canada, and so on, basically wanting to make connections and then, uh, you know, get, gather some resources to be able to share with their specific districts. And I mm-hmm. think more than anything else, this is just proving how social media and media mm-hmm. in general can actually be a super positive thing. The ability to be able to connect uh, each other t- or to each other and then mm-hmm. to be able to gather the resources and ideas to be able to put things into place. And I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, our school district, we were working this whole entire last weekend as our governor basically canceled schools for the next two weeks for us to prepare for the online uh, transition, for an online transition, which by the way, what, an, that, a, what a badass governor who used to be a teacher he became the governor of Minnesota, Governor Gets Walls. It. He understands that we needed time to make that transition. Many other states are already doing it right now. 
And that's just not fair to both educators and students to make that transition so quickly when you're not trained, you don't understand the things. And so we've been busting butt as admin instructional coaches and other uh, personnel to be able to put the training together and then be able to support the teachers through this week and then next week so that they can actually make that transition. It's not going to be easy and it's not going to be perfect, of course, but having two weeks of training rather than like two days, um, I think it's going to make a big difference. And I, I can see those kind of movements happening all throughout, um, you know, as far as edgy Twitter. So lots and lots of positive things there. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, I've, I've never experienced something like I experienced between Friday and Monday of this week. Um, um, you know, so as most people know that, listen, I, I work for participate now and, you know, so on on Friday, there was a discussion Friday morning, basically, and it was how can we support, in particular, parents who don't have a clue what to do now. Like, they seriously, they, they're with their kids, they're working from home um, because they've been told to stay home, and now their kids aren't going to school. And how do you, like, work and keep your kids kind of safe and occupied and gainfully occupied mm-hmm. all at the same time. That was like, how can we help with this? Or how can we talk about this? Because I think that this is part of the conversation. Now, you know, what's cool about Participate is that like 75% of the staff are teachers. Mm. So we totally get it. Like we understand the nuance of kind of this conversation. So, you know, between Friday morning we and, and Saturday, we joked this morning, we did about four months of work in about four days Hmm. uh, to stand up a community. So we've built the, uh, a learning at home community and I'm going to put the link in the show notes. Um, But this community has um, tons of like guidance and advice and like resources and websites and links to things that are happening live, like live streams, like um, Facebook lives, Instagram live things that people are doing, authors that are reading books, um, artists that are doing like tutorials on how to draw. Mo Willems, who like is like the famous children's Mm -hmm. author, the Elephant and Piggy books, uh, is doing daily drawings online live um, that you can just like tune in to his Facebook page at a certain time Very cool. and, and, and watch him. And so we have links to all of these things that we've collected. And now we're also, because the community has grown, it was zero on, on, on Friday. And once we rolled it out, it's, it's over 300 members now. And now we're crowdsourcing ideas and crowdsourcing things. So now we have this real community of people talking to each other, sharing ideas, sharing, um, things and places to go and what to do and um, also tips because participate has a very strong remote working culture uh, as well like I I work I the office is in North Carolina I live in Barrie Ontario um, you know and they didn't think twice about you know having me work for them because of you know this is a strong remote working culture so we're pretty good at talking about how to work remotely and doing it effectively so uh, i'm gonna share again i'm gonna share the link to the participate learning at home community in the show notes because i think it would be great for our listeners to head there join the community and start joining in that conversation because i think it'd be helpful to you and i think that a lot of our listeners are super smart and could be helpful to the other people that are joining the community as well 
Yes. Um, I was trying to think of what's my hot tip for living and working online. I think that the biggest things that I've learned in this short period of time are that we have an opportunity actually to reconnect with our kids um, and really be able to see some things that we maybe were able to see. I know I see all kinds of different memes and people posting stuff on Facebook being driven crazy by their kids or whatever it might be. And that is an aspect to it because you're not used to that, obviously. And we like the separation between work and home. And that is a true thing of what a lot of us do. Um, you're one of the few people that I know that actually do and have worked from home and are able to go ahead and, and manage that. But the biggest thing that I've learned is basically to appreciate all of those things that we tend to just kind of, you know, blow by. So now there is no karate practice, no piano practice, no mm-hmm. all of these different things that uh, kind of our structure our lives. Mm-hmm. So kind of restructuring those things to things that are fulfilling. Um, for us, it's things like having our kids reading, uh, having our kids doing the things that, you know, write, uh, drawing cartoons, uh, writing things, uh, baking, like you just talked about getting into the kitchen and actually throwing some stuff together and making a Use mess. Use that flower, people. Yep. You make a mess and, and actually do something as far as community together, playing games together, you know, as yeah. far as uh, board games I'm talking about. Uh, reconnecting basically with your family. Uh, If anything, it should give us an opportunity to say, okay, we are blessed to not be ill at the moment. So Mm -hmm. as long as we aren't ill, we should go ahead and take advantage of those things. Mm -hmm. So for sure next week, I'll think through as far as like, I'll have had another week. Um, I'm still going into work here uh, quite often, but I think this next week we're going to be less and less and uh, depending upon, you know, obviously what the government say as far as how often you can actually go in. But it'll be interesting to see as the weeks go on and they turn Mm -hmm. into months Mm -hmm. and we're still um, under these types of orders. What does this turn into and what do we get? What can we actually learn from all of this? And that's really what we should all be kind of looking at is not the frustration of kind of how life has changed because life has definitely been changed and upside down. And some of it is really devastating and sad, but some of it we can actually take uh, some great opportunities to be able to reconnect with our families and our kids and and really uh, make that family unit strong again. Um, and I think maybe that's going to be something that we at the end – when we get through all of this, we may see on the other side, we're like, hey, we were better for it. And we've actually, we've changed in a way. And now we, we enjoy these kind of activities together, you know, those kinds mm-hmm. of things. Awesome. So friends, listen, we hope you stay safe. We hope you stay healthy. We hope you have fun uh, with your families. Take advantage of the chance to, like Glenn just said, reconnect um, and do some things together. Um, and you will be hearing from us a little bit more as the weeks go on. And, uh, we hope that that helps you, uh, you know, with some ideas and tips and make you feel good a little bit just for a few minutes of your time. Uh, thanks for joining us and we'll, uh, talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to On Education. My name is Glenn Irvin. My co-host is Mike Washburn. On Education is part of the On Podcast Media Network. You can listen to this show and many others by great educators like Monica Burns, Mike Matera, Tisha Richmond, and many more by visiting onpodcastmedia.com. Want to get in touch with us? Check out our website at oneducationpodcast.com. 
You can tweet us at OnEducationPod. Mike is at Mr. Washburn on Twitter, and I can be found on Twitter at Herb Spanish. You can find us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash oneducationpod. We're also on Instagram at oneducationpod. Want to support on education? Visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash oneducation. There, you can get access to full videos of the podcast and so much more. If you're enjoying the show and think others would too, we would be thrilled if you shared it with them. Please leave us a rating or a review in Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store. When you leave a rating, it gives our rankings a boost. It helps others discover the show. We want to thank our presenting sponsor, Classcraft, for supporting us. Check out classcraft.com slash oneducation to learn more about them. Thanks as always for listening, stay awesome, and see you soon.